Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Shred Show Live, where we bring you industry professionals, entrepreneurs, and the best of the best from around the world who are willing to share how they shred, the strategies, the techniques, and the actionable items that you need in your business to go out and dominate. Join us as we shred, show up, hustle, repeat every day. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, what an incredible afternoon. I'm coming to you live with Brian Berchance and Flo Groberg. Hopefully I can call you Flo. It's the name. That's what it is, says, Florin. I want to call you like Captain. Like I feel like there's so much respect that is necessary here. But uh, I, we, I'm excited to have you. I've watched so much of your content recently. I mean, you were on the late show. You know, I watched your whole interview or the whole receiving of the Medal of Honor with Barack Obama, with President Barack Obama. Just such a cool thing. So it is an honor and a privilege to have you here today. Flo. Well, thanks for having me. I'm fired up. I don't know why Brian's here, but I thought, you know, it was us too. I was ready for yes. a good conversation, but uh, all good. All good. I'm just going to be here getting everybody a uh, coffee or a drink. If you need one, just let me know. I'll do it virtually. Yeah, so, I like that. Send a little virtual coffee over. Well, you know, I kind of feel the same way, but no, we like Brian. He's done such a phenomenal job for the VA lending space in particular. He continues yeah. to educate, continues to inform, which we're going to be getting into that a little bit later on the show. But before we get into that, I mean, you truly are. I, I talk about it all the time. People see the flag in my background. People, I am, I am one of those Americans who truly am grateful. And I don't think we do a good enough job respecting and giving honor and giving recognition to our incredible military family. So before, and being that it's military appreciation month in the month of May, you know, we, we said what better way than bringing on somebody who has served our country so heroically, so valiantly. And when Brian even mentioned your name, threw your name out there, I'm like, dude, is that even, can we seriously talk to Flo? Can, can you get him? Like, this would be nuts. So it's truly, it's super cool to have you here, but we'd love to kind of hear a little bit about your background. Again, you are a Medal of Honor recipient, which is truly amazing, but tell us a little bit about Flo. For, the, for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, no, first of all, um, you know, Brian, is, he, he just texts me and tells me where to be and, and what to do. And actually, usually no background behind it, so I just show up because he's a good dude. But you know, I, I tell you what, I, I'm an immigrant and I like to start off by saying that because it's important to, hmm. you know, it's, it's an important part of my story. I wasn't born here. I was born in France and I came here. I was 11 years old. I didn't speak English. And, and this country has given me so many different opportunities to be successful. And I'm, I will forever be grateful. And so, you know, I, um, I joined the military because of two different specific actions that happened in my life. One was my uncle being killed by a, a terrorist organization in 1996 called the GIA. Uh, sort wow. of predecessors of uh, Al Qaeda uh, in Algeria, and then uh, a couple years later, you know, five years later, when I'm just been naturalized as a U.S. citizen, seven months later, you know, seven months later, 9/11 happens, and the same type of individuals. So I was honored to be to become an American, but I knew at that point I had to earn the right to call myself an American. And so when my country, my adopted country, is attacked, I need to be part of the solution. So it was a no-brainer for me to to go join the military and and serve my nation and you know, to follow up also on, on every single male in my family has served um, in the military, whether it's in the U.S., in France, in Algeria. So it was part of my duty, in essence, you know, since uh, being a Groberg and and I, I wanted to to earn it. Now, I will tell you that, that the two greatest decisions I've ever made in my life were one, to marry my wife and, and two, to join the uh, armed forces. Mm. I um 
I was probably the overly excited dude at, at basic training. I pissed off a lot of people because every morning, like, <laughs> serious, every morning I was fired up. I was fired up to go to work uh, because every day was a day closer for me to call myself a U.S. Army soldier, and I wanted to earn that damn right. And then later on, you know, when I became an infantry guy, infantry, um, you know, officer, and went to ranger school, airborne school, but I was deployed in Afghanistan. That's when I truly realized the importance of serving, uh, the importance of being a good teammate. Uh, the value of wearing a uniform, but most importantly, the the responsibility behind you know having the, the right integrity and mindset to go put yourself put your life on the line, not for yourself but for other people. Um, you fast forward a couple of years, August eight, two thousand twelve. I'm running a team in Afghanistan, Eastern Afghanistan, and that's when we're we were attacked by suicide bombers, and I tackled one of them. People ask like, what goes through your mind when you tackle a suicide bomber? And the answer is simple, nothing, doing your job other than doing your job. You know, I was the closest person to him and I had 24 other U.S. And, and, and coalition forces members around me. And my job was to protect the boss and that was to protect Colonel Mingus, Command Sergeant Griffin. And so when I got to have the opportunity to do my job, I took it. And the idea of like tackling a suicide bomb, the idea of dying didn't cross my mind. The idea of doing my job crossed my mind, just like it did with Mahoney, Brink, Ochart, Secor. Balderrama and every single other individuals, you know, that was involved in that, in that patrol, just like it, just like Commander Major Griffin, Major Gray, Major Kennedy, and Reggae, four great Americans who net who didn't come home on that day because of the suicide bombers. So, in the end, I remember I went in, I went into the military to earn the right to call myself an American. I went in because I needed to to do that part as a citizen when my country is at war. And also because I had this anger towards these individuals around the world that, I, that bring so much terror. But what I came out with, it was super interesting. I did, totally didn't expect that. It was the fact that I came out with a pure understanding of what love is. And people were like, what? What do you mean love? I'm like, trust me, it's love when you're willing to die for the people around you. Day in, day out, night in, night out. Uh, you are willing to sacrifice your life on the line for them, fully knowing that your families back home are going to have to live with those consequences of your actions. But you're willing to do it every single day because that person to your right, to your left, to your front, to your rear is the most important person in your world at that moment. And they're going, they're willing to do the same for you. Not many other countries, if any other countries in the world, are willing to do it the way we do it here in the United States of America. Mm. And that's what makes us special. That's what makes us different. And that's what makes us unique is that we might have a lot of issues. <laughs> we know we do. Uh, but when you're we're attacked. And we need to bend together. No other country can put those issues to the side and react the way we do. And so t today I can tell you that I am one damn proud American. Uh, I'm grateful and honored that this country gave me an opportunity to call myself an American and a citizen. Most importantly, that it gave me the opportunity and the honor to serve and wear its uniform. Wow. Like that was seriously one of the most like I've got like legit goosebumps after that. I mean that it kind of makes what we do like helping people like with mortgages. Brian, I'm like, wow, that, that takes a backseat to everything. Like that, that's uh. But you, here's something flow for me. Like just the way you hold yourself, the way you talk about your experiences, truly shows who you are characteristically, like who you are as an American serving our country. And you know, I it doesn't matter where you stand politically. It doesn't matter where people, what their thoughts are hearing from somebody who has done protect, save the lives, literally save the lives of people in right around them. And they did it for the love, for the respect that they have is it, just truly something that again, it, 
it amazes me every single time when I hear stories and having the fact to talk to you live about it today is just truly amazing. And I want to share this because this is when I read this and now hearing you, I want to share this just real quick. This was, this was during when you received the Medal of Honor with Barack Obama. He said this, and this, this just kind of now, again, hearing you kind of encapsulates on his very worst day, he managed to summon his very best. That's the nature of courage, not being afraid, but confronting fear and danger and performing it in a selfless fashion. I love how he said that, a selfless fashion. He showed his guts. He showed his training, how he would put it all on the line for his teammates. That's an American we can all be grateful for. So we truly are grateful for you. And again, this is just, it's so cool to have somebody who, who is so American there. And right now more than ever, we need people to be united, to be people to come yeah. together. So after that truly deep, like that, I literally could just be like, okay, we're done. This is awesome. But we have a little bit more that we want to get into. Yeah. And that's, that's why we bought Brian on because we're like, oh, well, you know, what better guy to help us with VA lending and talk about some of that. But with all that being said, you know, at the same time, Flo, you're actually, you, we're talking about VA lending this month. We're really trying to help our veterans, people like you who have heroically saved the lives of others who are heroically perfect demonstrations of what Americans should be. And now you've had the opportunity to use your VA lending benefits. You've gone through the VA process. You know what that looks like. So we'd love if you share a little bit about how the, the VA lending process went for yourself. Well, I think it starts one with having a good realtor and, and, and a good team behind you. Um, to me, the first time I went through the, you know, the VA loan process, I didn't know anything about it, right? I just, I'd heard about it, uh, but I, I, so I needed someone that I could trust. And so, you know, I did a lot of research in terms of identifying someone that I could trust, um, someone that could walk that journey with me and, and really answer all my questions and what I considered to be just stupid questions. And, and so I did a I, I interviewed people just like <laughs> you would interview someone for a job. I literally, literally went out there and I interviewed like three or four different individuals and I asked them a bunch of questions. And then at the end, I made the decision on who I was going to stick with because I felt comfortable. Hmm. And then after that, the process was pretty simple. That's the beauty of the VA loan, right? Um, I asked uh, one question, like, how much money do I need uh, <laughs> in my bank account to uh, to go out and, and, and get this loan? And uh, her response was nothing. I said, okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> Really? I'm like, isn't there like a down payment? She's like, no, you're fine. You can you can put money down if you want to, but you don't need to put any zero down. And she's so I was like, well, how does this like what do you do? She's like, we're gonna do a credit check, we're gonna work this, but you have a job, you were in the arm, you're in the army, I was active duty at the time. And so we went through the whole process and she put me really at ease. So that really opened up like my eyes. I'm like, oh my goodness. And so then at the time there were limits, right? And in terms of your area, like how much you can, you know, you can qualify for. So that was nice. It was kind of a nice little like uh, a sort of barrier of like, okay, well, I can go look for this, this, and this. So we we went house hunting, right? She had my budget. We set a budget. I felt comfortable with it. And we went house hunting. I think we went through uh, six or seven houses. Listen, I don't like, I, I, when I go to block, Blockbuster ruined me because I used <laughs> to go to Blockbuster and I would be there for two hours trying to pick a movie. And I realized, like, never again. So when I wanted something and I see it and I like it, I go for it. And so I think it was a sixth house in Colorado Springs outside of Fort Carson. And I fell in love with that house. I bought it. Uh, we went through the process. We put a bid into it. Um, you know, we waited 24 hours. And, and the seller came back and accepted our, um, our proposal, right? So our offer. And from there... You know, it went through the whole process. So she was, she walked me. She's like, okay, we're going to do an appraisal. We're going to do a home inspection. Um, and then we're going to go through the financials with that group. And 
it was so simple. Mm. I was really nervous before. I was like, I thought this was going to be so hard. But in the ess in the essence, because I was comfortable with my realtor and because I was comfortable with the financial institution I was going to go with, which was Caliber for my first home, and I actually almost did nothing. I showed, I just signed a piece of the paper and I answered a couple of questions here and there. I gave them the whatever they needed from my bank account, things like that. But after that, next thing you know, 30 days later, I was in front of the um, uh, the other the sellers and we signed and transferred deeds and boom, we're done. Good to go. Look at that. So, okay. So you, you talk about this, this almost interview you did with these, with this loan officer, this real estate agent. Is there something, was it their knowledge that stood out? Was it like a relationship thing? Did one of them connect more with you? What was it that really kind of led you to working with the, the financial institution that you did? It was the, the listening, right? Huh. Listening to me. Uh, I had a lot of questions and I, I wasn't, I didn't feel rushed. I felt like there were good answers, uh, detailed answers. I, I thought they were patient uh, because, you know, sometimes it's probably, it's, it's a fast moving you know world, right? And so I, I, I figured I was asking some pretty dumb questions at, at, at moments, right? That maybe questions or I should have done my own homework um, behind, but in, and I didn't do that specific homework. And then I fact-checked it, <laughs> in essence, to be honest with you. And at the end, I just made a decision of like, well, this is the biggest purchase of my life. And we're yeah. talking about, you know, at the time it was a $150,000 home. Um, and I wanted to go through this process with someone that I could depend on. And so mm. it was just a gut feeling, you know, because I, they, they were great. All, all three, I think it's three or four, were great. But um, I, I just I, I trusted my gut. Well, like Brian, now he mentioned something here. You know, I think a lot of veterans kind of feel that way. They feel like they need to just because, I mean, you guys as, you know, as military personnel, you guys are smart. Like you're some of the smartest people on the planet. In my true, like honest opinion, you guys are really, really smart. Sometimes veterans almost have that like fear of not knowing something, right, Brian? So there are no dumb questions. And that's why we're doing this series. Why This is why we're, you know, doing the show is so we can help veterans say, hey, you know what? Get your questions answered. We want you to be able to feel comfortable in the home buying process, right, Brian? Yeah, you know, and two, you know, Flo brought up something important is not a lot of people do the interview process thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he was mindful enough to like get some swings at the plate, interview some people, make sure that there was a connection with somebody he could trust. And then also too, because he had a lot of questions, he was very organized in his approach. And I always talk about this too on uh, many different platforms of how being organized when you want to go buy something like this is critical and important. You know, wouldn't you say that flow? Like, weren't you, you probably sat down and said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to get my house in order first. And then you go out. Yeah, absolutely. No, you 100% need to be organized and you can't be afraid to ask those questions. You know, like you said, Josh, like, yeah, can't, no dumb questions. You, you might feel they're dumb. But there are no dumb questions because it is probably the biggest expense in your life at that specific moment. Yeah, and you. It's okay to be very knowledgeable. Oh. <laughs> what you're about to get yourself into. Well, and that's just it. And you, you ask the questions right out. Like you're like, wait, I don't need any money down. Like even as a veteran, even like you didn't know. That's why, again, we're trying to educate all of our mortgage and, and real estate professionals out there is you need to be ready for to help these veterans. You know, Brian, you've shared so many times how many, there, there's such a fractional amount of veterans that are using those benefits that they have, again, they have earned. This is something that because you have all laid down your lives, you have put yourself in harm's way in protection of our great country, you now 
have this incredible opportunity for you. And so asking those questions, being able to be prepared for them as mortgage professionals and as real estate professionals is our minimum opportunity and duty to these incredible people who are truly serving our country. Right, Brian? Yep. And so I want to talk about Flo's recent, our last purchase he did to go to, was it Seattle, right? Seattle area, Flo, yeah. that area. So, and one thing in Florent and I have had this conversation a lot over the last couple of years that we've known each other. And that is the, you know, the viewpoint of the real estate community, assuming that just because you're a veteran, you're poor. Hmm. And, and no, it drives me nuts because whether you're a reservist, you're a veteran or you're active duty, all of a sudden, because you want to use a benefit, there's not a way for you to pivot. And, you know, Florence got a great story because he moved across the country into a high cost area yeah. and was able to be successful in purchasing a really expensive house in a really expensive area because that's the market there. Sure. And he was able to do it. And guess what? He's a vet. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't use the VA home loan benefit, but at the time we didn't have the blue water Navy law in effect yet. Correct. Right. Sure. Reason yeah. why I didn't do it. Yeah. But if you would have had that law in effect, I'm pretty sure you probably would have thought, man, I may, I'm, I need to go VA probably. <laughs> we're doing it right now. <laughs> well, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. We're in the process of uh, right now. We're in the pro I'm in the process of uh, working when one of calibers actually is a uh, loan officers and, um, and, and uh, build, we're building a house in Dallas. We're moving, so and oh, we're right. using a VA loan uh, for this yep. purchase. Pretty, pretty good, pretty good price purchase. <laughs> I'd yeah. say. Thank gosh that uh, they changed the, the the rules a little bit, but it's making my life a little bit easier. So yeah, you're but, even going, you're going through the process again right now, Flo. Yeah, yeah, it's my fourth, uh, my fourth uh, property I'm buying. And are you using the VA benefits? Yeah, I am right now. See, right there, that's another common misconception. I know so many veterans who are like, well, I use, you know, I use my VA or I, I use my eligibility. I'm done. I don't have any more. Now, again, we'll, we won't get too much into that on the show, depending on your eligibility, depending on things like that. You can use yeah. it multiple times, but some veterans don't even know. Sometimes they think, I know I've talked to many veterans that we've helped get in a home. They thought once they use it, it's done. They think it's over and you can't use it again. When in fact, there are, you can use it multiple times. Again, disclaimer, depending on your eligibility, things like that. Make sure you check with your loan officer that you're working with, but you can even use it to buy investment properties if done correctly. So there are so many things that can be used. It's just a matter of education and it's a matter of asking the right questions. And Flo, I seriously, I to, to reiterate what Brian said, the fact that you were willing to ask the questions and become educated yourself, too many people are, and especially veterans, and, and I hate saying it, sometimes they get taken advantage of because they're just like, well, I don't know anything about it. I'm just going to go with the first person who sounds knowledgeable. I'm just going to go that route. But really doing your education yourself as a veteran, if you all those veterans who are listening, do that due diligence. But that's why we have great guys like Brian who are in the industry, who are educating not only professionals, those who are in it, but also you veterans as well. You know, yeah. Brian, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Brian is is a key. And I'm and you know, I'm not trying to, you know, throw him some like I I don't even know what the saying is, but like seriously, right now I'm going through a situation where um uh, I'm building a home. Yeah. Right. And I have a VA, I have a uh, interest rate lock for with a specific date. Mm. And I'm getting feedback that my house is not going to be built in time. Mm. So you start to kind of freak out a little bit, you know, and when you're like, well, hold on, what does that mean? Like, if 
I don't close on this specific date, what happens to my interest rate? Like, do I does it start over? And so I had a conversation. I called Brian for some guidance in this case, and he walked me through here are you know the steps and here are the options. And then I went with my loan officer and we discussed my specific case of like, okay, this is what this is more likely if you go 30 days, this is what happens, 60 days this is what happens. So at least though I'm not excited about some of the options and, and that's not my the mortgage company or the loan officers, it's more of like the builders. Mm-hmm. I know what to expect. So then I can mitigate potential like issues, but most importantly, I can set expectations, mm-hmm. right? And yep. it gives me a lot of time to prepare for it since I'm building, but this is called a new construction, right? And it's a little bit different process, and I've gone through it now twice. And both times, I've learned a lot of lessons. But <laughs> I didn't have caliber home loans. Um, I'm not going to say what I had before. They were okay. <laughs> I didn't have caliber home loans for my current house here, this house I'm in, when we built. And I had a lot of questions that were not answered. Mm. So I had, a very, I had a couple surprises in the end. Now, I'm organized, so I did a lot of research. And I think I called Brian a couple times for you know to ask a few questions here yeah. and there. But right now I feel really, really comfortable again because I have the right team that's guiding me through this process. Mm. I love it's all about the team. Go ahead, Brian. No, no, no. I was gonna say is you know, over communicating is not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, there's no such thing as no news is good news. I don't care. You know, we know that in the military too. In the military, definitely no news is not good news. But in the mortgage business, when you're going through a transaction, you know, always given that, you know, kind of, you know, communication with your with your client as much as possible on what's going on, whether it's just to say hi and say nothing new. But when you add new construction into it, when you're talking about new construction, and I, and I hope I don't offend any builders out there, is the only type of mortgage where the person cannot finish the project and expect you to move in and pay them full tilt. Right, you know what I mean. If you, Flo, if you try to do that, or if Josh tried to do that, or I tried to do that, somebody tell us to go, you know, fly a kite. But right. builders can all of a sudden say, "Hey, you know what? I'm sorry, we don't have the we don't have the countertops in. Your yard's not in. This isn't in. But we're still going to close on time. Yeah, you know, pay. You're still going to pay me your money. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I made a mistake on this one too. Um, I made a mistake, and um, I will tell you this: if there's, I have a recommendation for anyone that's buying a home is really do your homework and read the paperwork. Mm. Read oh. all of it. I'm, it, it. It's it's daunting, it's scary, but it's really smart. And you know what I made my mistake in? I didn't read how long the builder had to build my house. You know how oh. long they had? How long? Two years. What? They could be late for two years. Holy smokes, man. Yeah. So I'm just happy he's going to be a month right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, take that. Take that month, baby. You got it. Get it yeah. done. That's uh, that's crazy. But it is. But that's you mentioned this again, Flo, like having a team. having Again, we all make mistakes, but that's why having a realtor involved, having a mortgage professional who knows what the hell they're doing can yeah. really pay dividends. So you know what to expect. You know when, hey, when hiccups occur. I love that you said it, Brian. Like, no news is not good news, ladies and gentlemen. No news. Like, people want to be communicated with and especially like 
as human beings, when we hear from somebody, it just, it reassures us. It helps continue to build that relationship, that trust that Flo even mentioned. So I absolutely love it. And I want to thank both you guys. I know we're coming up where I want to be respectful of both of your guys' time. This has been such an amazing experience. And Flo, and I cannot thank you enough for coming on, for joining us on the show today and sharing your experiences, sharing real life experiences that you've had, some of the, the things that you've learned during this, this uh, upcoming home build and home buying process. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you again for the incredible service both of you as veterans have served our country so heroically and so valiantly. So thank you both for all that you've done for our country. Thank you, Josh. This is awesome. Yeah. I, 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 Brian, always a pleasure to join you, my friend. Like, just keep doing these, man. <laughs> all right. Flo. And Flo has become a veteran advocate for home ownership, and he just didn't know it yet. So yeah, I, let's go. He, he just did it right there. He just, he stood yeah. up and he put his name on it. So <laughs> yeah, he did. you guys are awesome. I appreciate you guys joining us today. And we appreciate all of you watching and listening veterans. If you're out there, if you have questions, please reach out, let us help you with this home buying process. It doesn't have to be complicated. Like Flo mentioned, this can be a good experience as long as you do your due diligence. That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing this series for because we, again, we want to serve you. Those who have served us, who have protected us and our rights, we want to do everything we can for you. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. We love you. Now it's time for all of you to go show up, hustle, repeat every day. See you guys. 